Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I believe that fear is one of those things that plagues our nation. I mean, if you look around and you see our society, how we, how we roll and how we interact and how we are limited as a society of human beings, we really are. And it's awkward, quote unquote, to approach someone new, right? Or to tell someone about Jesus. Why? We're limited. It's, it's a limit of fear, you know? And I remember the first time that I was, a, I was a youngster back in the day. I'm getting old, y'all. Anybody else going through that where you've realized you are getting old? Man, it's the worst. But when I was a young boy, what, a young lad, I uh, remember when God first called me into ministry and when I first really realized that, um, that, that God wanted me to do something great with my life. And up until that point, you know, I'd just been doing ministry with my family and we've been traveling all around. But I remember this one specific uh, meeting and, and my dad was preaching and it was, it was one of those messages I've heard a million times because he was an evangelist. So, you know, sometimes evangelists can have like a pocket full of five sermons, you know, and preach them real well. And so I knew all the sermons. It wasn't, it wasn't the sermon that caught me. It was, uh, and my dad's a great speaker, so don't take that bad. But like, it wasn't the sermon that caught me. It was, it was God's spirit leading me. And so he drew me and I was at the altar. I was just praying. I was like, God, I really want what you have for me. What is it? And I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen on TV or if you've ever been to a church where this happens, but where people are like slain in the spirit, okay? Now, I don't know, wherever you stand with that, it's awesome. I just didn't think it was a thing, like, and I didn't especially think it was a thing for me. So I remember being at the altar, and I'm just, I'm just worshiping. I'm about 16 years old. I'm going after, I'm like, yeah, God, 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 lead me, lead me, lead me. Well, all of a sudden, I go down, and I'm down for the count. And I'm like, say what you want. I was down, and I wasn't getting up. And I remember God showed me a vision of me standing in this big, like, atrium, like this auditorium full of people. And I was on the stage, and I was preaching, and people were giving their hearts to God and all that stuff. And then I woke up. Now, this might sound really cool to you. At the time, I wanted to pee my pants, okay? That was not who I was as a person. Very fearful in conversation, like even a one-to-one like made me sweat, you know? And it was just like super awkward. So when God showed me that vision of what I was to do, I wanted to run the opposite direction. Because especially like, like make an influence and having people listen to you like, ooh, creepy. Like I don't want that, you know, like get that pressure off of me. But, but so many times God can call us to things that are scary to us and fearful for us. In fact, I think sometimes he does this in order to let us know it's not us that's in charge. Because as long as it's up to you, it's not scary, right? As long as you know you can do it, you're able and capable. But how many know that God isn't a God of limits? In fact, we read the scripture. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how God's strength is limitless. And so when we know this, when we worship a God without limits... We know that we have come into, the Bible says that when we are born again or when he, when he saves us, he sets us free, we are new creations. Now we're, we're alive in Christ. We're dead to sin, but alive in Christ. And so when you know this, man, it's a big realization. I am not alive on my own. Now Christ lives in me. And when Christ lives in me, all of a sudden his limitless strength becomes my limitless strength. 
and his limitless calling and no boundaries to what he can do, all of a sudden become my limitless calling. How many of you have a calling on your life that scares the junk out of you? you know, I'll raise my hand. He called me to change Philly. That's, that's a calling. And sometimes it scares me. Sometimes it's fear, it's, it's fear rising. You know, it's like, oh, my word, how are we going to do this? But we have to know that God is a God who doesn't call out of us what he doesn't already put in us. He always puts in us what he draws out. And so we have to trust that and put our faith in. And what we're doing in this season is we're not only just believing in the limitless God, but we're increasing our faith in order to grab a hold of what he has for us. You know what faith is? Faith is believing in the unseen. Well, that's easy to say that I have faith in this chair because I can see it, you know. I see Manny sitting in it, so this one looks exactly like that one. So I can have faith to sit in the chair. But, man, when you start talking about faith in a God that you can't see and faith in a calling when he draws you out to walk on water and you haven't seen anybody else do it, that's difficult. That's hard. In fact, um, there's a great scripture in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. He's talking to the prophet, and he says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, God knows us so well. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And how many have ever experienced when you're with God and you, you have those intimate times with God where God speaks things into you and you're like, whoa, light bulb moment, realization, something I didn't know about myself that God showed up and showed me. You know, when I, was, when I was a little kid, like, I just had so many insecurities. But I remember when God first spoke to me, you're a leader. And let me tell you, I didn't believe him. Have you ever not believed God? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're great. What? And you're looking in the mirror at the person that he's talking to. And you're like, wait, what? You're talking about that person? And I remember when God spoke those things because God knows us better than we know ourselves. And, and before even your parents were a thing, you know, before even you were a thought, God was knitting you together and putting everything that you needed inside of you. All your characteristics, your personality, your flaws, your quirks. And I believe God uses those flaws. Flaws is what makes us have to have faith to believe in the future that God has for us. But if you didn't have flaws, you wouldn't need faith because you would just be perfect. Right? I truly believe that God sometimes sets us up to where we need him in order to increase our faith to capture his limitless strength. Because think about this. If you just relied on yourself, you would be limited to your strength, to your abilities. And I love this. The scripture goes on in verse 6. He says, he said, I appointed you, in verse 5, he says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. There's some of you in this room that God has called to do great and mighty things. And he's, he's called you to be a prophet to the nations. And that sounds like really like, whoa, like prophet to the nations? Like what does that mean? Well, that can look like several different things. That can look like your job right now. That could be your nations that you're a prophet to. And sometimes God calls us to our nation to prophesy life into it. Man, when was the last time you just walked into your work and you looked around and said, who am I going to be a prophet today to? Who am I going to speak life into? Have you ever hunted people down? You're like, hmm, who needs some Jesus today? 
Sometimes I think we're the total opposite. We're like, who has Jesus that I can hang out with? And when people come in that don't have Jesus, we're like, ooh, bad attitude. <laughs> ooh, gross. Like, what side of the bed did you get out of? And we get it, we get attuned with those that don't have Jesus. Instead of looking at opportunities and saying, wow, you're an opportunity for me to be a prophet to the nations. And he said to Jeremiah, he said, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Man, God has called you to great things. I look around this room. There's a room full of prophets in here. There's a room full of people who have, are, are, are so full of what God has for them. And I think about all the networks. I'm looking around seeing, I'm seeing like a Temple University, right? I'm seeing a North Philly. I'm seeing a West Philly. I'm seeing a whole group of, of young people coming to the village. I'm seeing a whole... Uh, I'm seeing uh, car salespeople, right? I'm seeing, I'm seeing different nations in all of you. And God has appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And here's the question we have to ask ourselves. What are we doing with the appointment? What are you doing with the appointment? And look at this. Look at the way he responds. In verse 6, he says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Man, isn't that, aren't we so... Oh, so huge to come at God's expectations with our excuses. And God says, I expect this out of you. This is what I put inside of you. Come on up to him. We're like, God, I'm too young. I don't know how to talk right. I was from the wrong family. Do you know my mom and dad? Do you know my brothers and sisters? Do you know the life I got into? Do you know the group I was hanging out with in high school? God, do you know what I was doing under the bleachers when the football game was going on? God, you don't know me. Come on. This expectation, we always meet his expectations with our excuses. Alas, sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I don't know what to do with this. You're, you're calling me to be something that I'm not capable of. That's, that's, our, that's our response, right? We respond with our limits. What would happen if we didn't respond with our limits, if we just responded with knowing who God is, not knowing ourselves? Wouldn't that be such a game changer for us? If all of a sudden we started realizing that this isn't about us, we aren't moving in us, and that's what's the difference in this, this season, is we're not walking in our own strength. That's the beauty of it. We're not walking as Elijah Hollis and Ashley Hollis and Zion and Anae. We're not walking as that anymore. We're walking in the spirit of God. Everywhere we go, we're ushering in his limitless strength, his limitless power. Every conversation I have now is a limitless conversation because God's involved in it. I'm ushering in who he is. But he comes with this response. He's like, God, I don't know how to talk. I'm too young. But when God gets involved, he eliminates the excuses. Right? Without God, tons of excuses. I'm human. I'm flawed. Look at me. Right? When God gets involved, all of a sudden, he becomes our source. So now, no limits because I'm not in human ability. No limits. It doesn't matter what my background is because now I'm a new creation in Christ. Isn't that great news? Come on, it's good news. How many are so thankful for what God has put inside of you? Come on, that we can come before him and we don't have to stay where we were. Woo, we gotta take a praise break. Come on. God is amazing. And this is your season. It's your season. And the beauty thing is, it has nothing to do with where you've been. It has everything to go, do with where you're going. Because God is calling you. He's drawing, he pointed you as a prophet to the nations. And verse 7, but the Lord said to me, here's God's response to us. Do not say, I am too young. Stop the excuses. 
you must go to everyone I send to you and say whatever I command you. Now, ah, this is what I love about Jesus. He never calls us to something he doesn't give us the instruction manual for, right? When we walk into a situation, how many have ever been this, where God has given you an opportunity, you prayed for it, right? Your part, you know, you're to blame for that, right? We're praying, God, give us opportunities. And then he gives you one. You're like, what? This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is inopportune time. Like, I don't have enough time right now. I'm very busy. And God draws you into opportunity. How many have ever felt incapable in that moment? You don't have what to say. You feel like you're a blubbering idiot, right? Come on. Help everybody else out that feels like that. Raise your hand. We all have to be honest, right? When God gives you the opportunity and in church, right, in the church, we're like, oh, do it again. I seen you move, right? And we feel real good. God, I'm, I'm going to the nations. We have these high top experiences, mountaintop experience. Where we're like, yeah, let's get it. And the opportunity comes, we're like, ah, I didn't mean that. That's awkward. But sometimes God draws us into the unknown, but he never does it without going with us. And that's the knowledge. That's the wisdom that takes you beyond the limits is understanding who you're walking with. That when you come into those opportunities, you know you're not alone. He said, don't say I'm too young. Don't say I can't speak. That doesn't mean anything anymore because now I'm with you. So all you got to do, go where I say and say what I tell you to. Pressure's off. Isn't that amazing? And that's what we're called to do. We're called to take what we've experienced with him, take it into the opportunities, go wherever he leads us. God, where do you want me to go today? Right? And sometimes I'll pray this even if I know we're going to, like, the village. I, I remember that night. Uh, how many were at the village, by the way? Wasn't it amazing? Woo! Don't miss next one, man. Next one next season is going to be awesome. But I remember going to the village. We knew there was going to be a ton of students that were going to be in that room. Here's my prayer. God, speak to me and let me know who I need to talk to. Because there's a room full of people. And maybe sometimes you need to pray this for your job. When you're walking into your job in the morning, I know it's early and you, you need your coffee first, right? But once you get your coffee and you're awake, you can pray, hey, God, show me today who needs me. Who am I going to be a prophet to today? And then you have different eyes to see where is God leading me. And then when you get the opportunity, say a short prayer. Now, this is one of the shortest prayers ever, but it's a really good one. You ready for it? You might want to write it down. It's this, God, help me. Yeah. You want to know a default button to push? When you're in an argument with your wife or your husband and you just go in south, all right, for all of you married people, three words, God help me. If you get into a situation and opportunity comes and you're like, wow, I don't know what to do. This is too big for me. God help me. Because he's always there. It's just our realization that he's there. That's what's changing in this season is we're realizing who's with us. So that when we pray for the sick, we know they're not going to be healed because of us and our holy, you know, you know, that we carry around. It's all about God in us. And when he comes alive in us, all of a sudden we come alive to his limitless power. Woo, baby. I'm so excited for that. He goes on. He says, you must go everywhere I send you, you to and say whatever I command you. And number eight. Or verse 8 says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not fear. God, it's so hard. 
it's easy to say that from heaven. <laughs> but you're not here. You're not in the midst of this. Isn't that sometimes how it feels? It's like, what do you mean don't fear? And he says, this is why. Verse 8, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. Can you hear him say that to you today? And maybe today's just to hear that. As God speak into your situation, that fearful moment, the moment of stepping out of the boat onto the unknown waters, and it's like, ooh, that's sketchy. And God just wants you to know, don't fear, I'm with you. Step into it, I'm with you. Yeah, it might be scary, but I'm with you. Let my strength surround you. Let who I am surround you as you walk into your calling. He says, I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Now, my son, so then you might hear me, and I might get in trouble for this, but he is like deathly terrified of dogs. I mean, big time. I don't know why he was never attacked by a dog. The most that dogs have ever done to him is lick him. So he's, but he's scared. Like every time we go into a place, he's super like unsure and unsure. We're working on that with him and, you know, getting him to be more, you know, like, yeah, like you're the owner of the dog, right? So you can like take charge, right? But, but when we walk into a room, it's, it's funny because when the fear comes on him, he is looking for an escape. It's like, what can I go? Where can I go? And remember we said we can't, God can't empower us for what we're determined to escape. Right? He can't empower us for what we're determined to escape. If you're praying, God, give me an opportunity, but you're determined to escape it, he can't empower you for that. you got to be all in. And, and Zion, he's like, when he sees a dog, it's like, where is my exit? I need to go. And he's always running behind me. He's always running behind me. Hey, would you help me? Come up here. Give it up for Tony. He's amazing. He's my boy. He's my boy. So I'm Zion. You're me. Okay, this is when we walk into a room, this is exactly what happens. As soon as he sees what is making him afraid, he runs, gets behind me, and he's looking. Actually, he's like down here, you know, but, <laughs> but he's looking, he's looking, he's, he's making sure he's good. And as soon as he gets to me, he's good because it's my presence that covers him. Yeah, you got me. And you kind of look like Jesus, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give it up for Tony, he's amazing. But it's amazing what happens because my presence covers his fears. And where I am, all of a sudden fear has to go because he knows I can handle the dog. He can't handle the dog. Uh-uh. He ain't going there. But he knows I can handle the dog because I'll get down and I'll, I'll, I'll stop the dog from, from coming into his way. Don't you know that God is the blockade for all things coming your way? He's the shield that blocks all the flaming arrows of the evil one, right? He's the one that covers you wherever you go to, that you know where my God is, nothing can harm me. And so I will go wherever you send me because you are with me. And I will not fear because you're with me. I won't fear because of your presence in the midst of me. So, man, my prayer today is that we, we do like a Joshua. Joshua 1.9 says, I command you to be strong, courageous. Do not be afraid or be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so here's my prayer. Verse 9. Verse 9. 
Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I've put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, to destroy, and overthrow, to build, and to plant. Now, I love that God destroys the, the, the wrong in us. I love that God takes care of the things that have been keeping us back from what he's called us to. But I love even more that God restores and plants what's coming in the new season. I love that God doesn't leave us demolished. He doesn't leave us in demolition mode. There's some things in your life that God is going to destroy. Get ready. There's some fears that he's going to break down in you. There's some things that he's going to take care of as you open yourself up and say, all right, God, I need you in the midst of my situation. I need your presence in, in me. He's going to start tearing down things, breaking things down, addictions that have been holding you back, some things that have held you back from having true relationships, from living out his calling, some illnesses that maybe have been plaguing you. God's going to start breaking those things down. But I love that he doesn't stop there, but he says, I'm going to build and plant. I'm going to build and plant. And I wonder what today God wants to plant in you, in your heart. If I could get Isaiah, Isaiah if you could come up and, and get on the keys. I, I want to just take a moment today and just open ourselves up to what God wants to plant in our lives. What does God want to plant in our lives? I'll take Matt, too, on the guitar if that's all right. Or DJ. Awesome. <laughs> I just need a musician. Give us some pad. But today, I want, to take, I want to just take a moment and just really open ourselves up to say, God, what do you want us to do right now? What do you want to plant inside of my heart? Maybe there's some fears and things that God needs to tear down in you this, in this moment. And you just need to, like, open yourself up and say, God, what am I afraid of? Like, what, what is keeping me from experiencing the season of limitless in my life, in my family? And we can't stay there. So today, let's just spend a moment. Can you just spend a moment and just ask God the simple question? God, what barriers are holding me back? What barriers of fear are holding me back from experiencing who you are? What barriers are keeping me inside the, the, the comfort zone, the place that I'm not called to be? God didn't save us to keep us comfortable. He saved us so we could come alive to our purpose. God, we love you, Jesus. Won't you show us, God? Won't you show us the barriers? Maybe hold us back from accomplishing what you want us to do. Show us, God. Won't you show us, God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.